0: What up, what up, what up, what's up guys? It's your girl Lee here and welcome, 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 welcome and welcome back to Black Girls Love Movies. So today um, we're going to be reviewing Black Adam. I did have the pleasure of going to see it over the weekend on an incredible date and I'm not going to lie y'all, the movie was okay. (laughs) I had a good time, I had a good time and if you asked me, um, you know, would you go see the movie again, At first, I was kind of on the fence because I think I have been really spoiled with Marvel movies with them, you know, with the story also being really incredible and really moving on top of having really good action and, you know, really good costuming and stuff like that. So I think because the story isn't as strong for me, because his motivations, while they're good, it just seems like, you know, like not as moving. It's it, that's why I'm still on the fence. Like, would I, um, like, would I pay to go see the movie again? But if I completely take that out of it and I ask myself, did you have a good time at the movie? I'm not gonna lie, I had a really, really, really good time in this movie and I really enjoyed the action. So, um, for me, I think that Black Adam was a really good movie. Was it a little bit longer than it needed to be? Yeah, it kind of was. But it kind of made me feel like how people were saying, well, the Batman, the most recent iteration of the Batman that came out this past March of 2022 with Robert Pattinson directed by Matt Reeves, that version is about three hours. And I was seeing a lot of commentary, like the movie doesn't have to be three hours. Like you can cut some of this stuff out. And me as a fan, I was like, no, like, I need that. I need all the brooding. Like, I need all these extra scenes. Like, I need it. It's, it makes the movie. Now I see what they were saying because there are parts in this movie. Like, there's a part in a movie where I, like, was thinking to myself, like, wait, is is the movie over? Like, are we, are we about to leave? So, <laughs> I'm going to get into it in a second because I'm going to save a lot of the spoilery parts at the end so that if you're just here for the for the commentary like I don't want to just spoil the movie outright now I will say yeah there was a like I said there's a part of the movie where like something happened and I was thinking to myself like I feel like there's still more movie left but y'all are setting this up like I'm about to put my coat on like we about to leave the movie like the movie over So that part really kind of confused me. But overall, I feel like the action, once you get to see Dwayne Johnson, I don't want to call him The Rock, but, like, does he want us to still – does he want the people to call him that, like, to address him as The Rock or because he's moved away from wrestling? But he's always going to be The Rock, you know? I'm sorry. I'm going on a tangent. Either way, so, like, when you see – um the rock come on screen and he's like fully black adam it's incredible you know what i mean like my eyes are glued to the screen because the action is so good and i i enjoyed the cgi i felt like there was a lot of there was a lot of extra slow-mo it wasn't like how you know how they say michael bay and Zack Snyder be overusing the, the slow-mo perfect example the Watchmen when you watch the Watchmen the uh, the director's cut the really long cut with all them extra scenes where they go overseas um that's there's a lot of slow-mo in that movie and even Zack Snyder like he's he gets it when fans like give him shit like bro like you overusing you overusing the slow-mo or just like J.J. Abrams J.J. Abrams with the damn flare in front of the lens like bro I'm trying to see the movie you trying to blind me but I digress so to me the slow-mo was a little the slow-mo was a lot I'm not gonna lie but it's it's kind of needed because if you think if you think about it from the aspect of Black Adam is supposed to be as powerful if not on the same level as somebody like superman and because superman moves really fast as far as his fighting movement i think that's what they're trying to emphasize so for certain scenes with black adam it makes sense like you want to take your time you want to make that cg worth it you know what i mean like if he's going to be doing action the action needs to be just as incredible now i will say um besides dwayne the johnson I feel like Aldris Hodge, who is the he's the uh, very handsome black actor who plays Hawkman and then Dr. Fate. I felt like I could just watch Hawkman just being Hawkman. And it's really crazy and interesting to me that they would choose that character from the for the JSA. Now, granted, I've read a lot of comic books, but I was not a huge I wasn't a huge uh, JSA, which is the Justice Society of America the Justice Society of America is like an offshoot of the Justice League because they specifically report to the government as you see in the movie like they report to Amanda Waller. They are what the government wants the Justice League to be. It's just that the Justice League don't fall under any kind of jurisdiction. They kind of control themselves. Like you like you, if you've seen the animated series like you know what I'm talking about. So, the JLA is a more They're like cops for the government and they just so happen to be superheroes. So the same way um, Amanda Waller, the character, has a death squad in the suicide squad. So you have rogue villains that you are forcing into these combat zones where it's basically a suicide mission because you don't care whether or not they die. But then for like a deterrent in this situation in the movie, she wants to send... um, Hawkman and Dr. Fate, Cyclone, Adam Smasher. So you have this kind of this small group of um, you have this small kind of group of people that are basically supposed to be following the commands of the government, right? So and I really do. uh, I do like that the discontent from the people from Condoc, Kondok is a made up country um, that's supposed to be in the Middle East it's a fictional country out there that has experienced a lot of um, oppression and a lot of kind of like I mean it's it's kind of a mirror to what's going on in Afghanistan and what's going on in Iraq and Iran and Saudi Arabia and Yemen and all these countries where you have this imperialist cologne like these basically these outsiders coming into the country and taking advantage to the detriment of the people the natural resources that are there so in kandak they have a um a similar kind of natural resource i think it's called a trinium uretrium or something like that but basically you can kind of think of it like their version of um adamantium or their version of um vibranium i couldn't think of it because i was thinking i could not think of that mineral but basically that's what it is it's a very powerful indestructible mineral that has you know from our understanding has been a part of the land for a really long time and the um the warlords or basically the gang that's kind of taken over the country and taking advantage of these natural resources they're mining these resources to make weapons Um, Obviously, that's incredibly dangerous in this kind of society, Um, in this world that you can imagine that they're trying to set up for the DC universe like it, it definitely behooves Amanda Waller to send somebody to this country, this kind of war torn country to figure out how can we. You know, they they basically have their own version of a nuclear deterrent, which is their version of Superman. This man, this creature, this person, this being that has been asleep for thousands of years. Now he's suddenly awake. So to me, like I said, it makes sense. And I, I think that's one of the things that I really appreciate. I appreciate the commentary on what it means and what it feels like to be oppressed. In in that sense, because the character of ISIS, um, played by Sarah Shahini, who's absolutely gorgeous, but she kind of she's our human element to the movie, and she's the reason why we care because of her and her son. Who I've been seeing a lot of people say, "Oh, the son is annoying. Like I hate the kid in the movie. Like I, he didn't really bother me." But I'm the type of person like I like like corny stuff like that so to me him like being super excited to see black adam him being a fan of comic books himself you know he he is the audience he's he's every kid in the audience that has been reading black adam since they came out the womb or is like me who's always been a fan of comic books and has this love for this kind of fantasy you know it feels good that 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 kid is a representation of all of us so him being a little talkative and stuff like it did not bother me at all he he didn't really seem to annoy me i kind of enjoyed him i thought he was very cute um and the kid who is named amon in the um movie he's played by a young actor bodhi bodhi sabogui i'll probably butcher that but a very sweet young boy and, like I said, I really enjoyed – I personally really enjoyed um, kind of his added, like, childlike wonder to the movie. To me, I I thought it was great. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, and his mom, Sarah Shahini. So, like I said, she's she is the person that awakens Black Adam because she's in a situation where she thinks that her partner um, – who's played by marwan kanzari he's the villain in the movie and his villain name is sabak i can't think of his name like his regular name what was the character's name i only seen the movie once y'all so i'm I'm trying to go based off my memory and a little bit of (laughs) just like the imd page the imdb page so i don't forget these actors names um but yeah, uh, Marwan Kanzari. So he plays the villainous Sabak, And basically at the start of the movie, you get... Um, it, you know what? It kind of reminded me of Wakanda. This is so crazy. Like, the more I talk about this movie, the more I think about the compare and contrast to... You know, if we rem- if we all... Because I'm sure everybody listening has watched, the, watched it before. But if you've seen Wakanda... Uh, or I'm sorry. If you've seen the first Black Panther movie, then you know that the opening of the movie is... Um, Michael B. Jordan's character as a young boy talking to Sterling K. Brown's character, who is his father. So he's basically telling him the story about how Wakanda came to be and how the vibranium asteroid struck the Earth, and that's kind of how this movie opens up. It's a story of Bodhi. Bodhi, the young boy Amon, is kind of telling us about the history of Kandak. And their champion um and kind of who he who he was and what he meant to the people and how he saved everyone um, from back and from from way 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 back, like a three three i don't I can't remember if it was three thousand or seven thousand years, but it was a long ass time ago, so <laughs> that's how the movie starts, and um you you get to see that even though they these people were liberated, they had a champion. They were never kind of able to get from under that oppression because ever since then, you know, they've always had other people coming into their country and taking over and taking advantage and hurting the people that are there. Sounds familiar, right? I'm sure it does. So what ends up happening is you have this situation where um, Sarah Sarah Shahi's character, Isis, is trying to find this crown of Sabak. Which basically, if you put the crown on, you summon, is it five demons? The six demons of hell, basically. And it can, basically it could cause total damnation on earth if it falls into the wrong hands. Because the crown is really fucking evil. So she's trying to get the crown for research purposes, basically to protect it to, to kind of get it out of the hands of the mercenary people that are taking over the, their area. Intergang, I think that's, yeah, Intergang, that's what they're called. So when the plan kind of falls through and the military mercenaries kind of swarm in into this, um, it's not a, a grave, it's actually a prison. And that's interesting enough, that's what she tells black adam at the end of the movie you know i didn't free you from your grave i freed you from your prison and even she has to kind of come to grips with is her champion really the champion that they need so when she um realizes she's in an ambush and her partner is basically double crossing her so he can take the crown Um, And you find out later in the movie that he is a descendant from the the king that ruled over this area thousands of years ago. So he was the oppressor that was taken down by the champion. So that's the story that you hear in the beginning of the movie. So like I said, for me, up until this point, I was fully invested. The first act and the second act of the movie are really good. I think once you get to the third... It does kind of start to lose it for me, like I said, because there's a moment in the movie, and I keep saying this, where I was like, is the movie over? Like, I was about to turn to my boyfriend and be like, are are we about to leave? Like, is this it? Because I feel like there's more to this movie. Um, So once um, she realizes she's in a double-cross ISIS, she um, speaks the words of, um, the the Great Wizard, and if you watched Shazam, you know that the Wizard is played by did you want, um or Jiman Hansu, who incredible actor. I don't want to list all the forty million movies he's been in. He's been in a lot of movies and TV shows, and you have seen him before. So Didjiman Hansu plays the the Great Wizard, who is the one that actually bestows the gifts of um, the Pantheon to Billy Batson. So he is the first. He is. He is a Shazam, I guess you can call him that, but I don't want to confuse y'all. So, D- Digimon Hansu plays the wizard Shazam, and he bestows those powers onto Billy, right? So, same thing happened in this movie. Um... And to me, I think it's it's really interesting because, again, that's kind of another little nugget or another little piece that you can say, oh, OK, so the movies, they're kind of connected. Like you, you can see, like they're trying to be like Marvel, but they don't want to be too on the nose with it because they have so much catching up to do. And to be quite honest, the DC hasn't really had any really good movies since the Joker and Batman. But at the end of the day, you can't really build your whole cinematic u- universe of all these characters on just the backs of batman and the joker like you really need to have strong superman movies you have to have good Wonder Woman movies you have to have good side character movies like black adam because that is what brings the audience to the franchise like i digress um so where was i what were we talking about I was talking about The Wizard Shazam, but I don't know where I was going with that. See, this is what happens when you do a show and you don't have no notes. Um, Damn, y'all. Where was I? Where was I? The kid. Oh, the mom. Okay, so boom. So she's double-crossed. Boom, boom, boom. She speaks the words. And she frees um, Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. Black Adam. So this is when like the action really start and it's real badass i'm not gonna lie like it was really cool to see him beating people up and it was so effortless but then the rock is such a good i think the rock is a good actor he's gotten really good over the years and anybody that has worked that hard in wrestling i can only imagine him translating that kind of hard-working energy into movies and you can say what you want his movies are good and i've watched all of them okay they're all good even that movie he did with Disney disney channel where Um, he playing a football player and he find out he had a baby on the side. That movie was good too. I liked it. But anyway, one of the things that to me, oh, so like I said, so boom. So she let him out action, 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 which is really good. And I, (laughs) I like soft rock and pop rock music. So I really do like when they played, um, what was it? Men in black, not men in black. The Man in Black. The Man in Black? Yeah, because this is a joke he keeps saying in the movie where he's like, tell him The Man in Black sent you. To me, that shit was funny. I don't care what y'all say. That that was funny. Um, or Paint It Black. Paint It Black. Da-na-na-na. The Rolling Stones, Paint It Black. Uh, I'm sure everybody's heard that song before. Because it's in God knows how many commercials and games. I thought that was really cool um but yeah so let me move through this movie because like I said the story itself is not strong the premise of the movie is kind of like a man out of water and him coming to grips with whether or not he can be the true champion of conduct or not so kind of getting through the action of you seeing the relationship between the mom and the son seeing the relationship between the JSA and um black adam and the people of conduct really not fucking with the jsa like you know and even her herself the character of isis she has to come she's really straight up she tells hawk hawk man like bro i don't know where the fuck you been but we y'all have not been here to help us my people you know what i mean thank god we finally have someone that can represent us and be kind of like our superhero like it's time for us to have our own superhero and she she has a really strong point you know like where where have the jsa been you know what i mean and and that is that is that is the same point that cap was making in of in the avengers movies you know what i mean with the Sokovia Accords. We are superheroes. We go where we're needed. We don't, have to, we don't have to only go where they tell us to go. You know what I mean? That's, that's where the borders don't. There are no borders when it comes to protecting humanity. And to me, I, I do want to have a deeper conversation or have a, an understanding about, like, well, what the hell have y'all been doing? You know what I mean? How the hell have y'all been just amassing all these people to put in this prison that you locked Black Adam up in? spoiler if you haven't already figured that out so that was the part of the movie I was talking about at the end of the second act of the movie when they black adam basically ex, he explains to everyone how he came to be because everybody's under the assumption that he himself was chosen to be the guardian or to be the champion of conduct and it was not always the case the person the young man that stands up against his people being oppressed and stands up against the um the reigning king that's trying to take over and get the crown of sabacc he, that is Dwayne the rock's his son um, they call him Hanut or ha- Hamut or something like that in the movie. And, you know, he he is the one that says, like, I, I'm going to stand up against blah, blah, blah. And he is the one that has actually bestowed the powers of, of, of the Pantheon of Gods, of Shazam. So the Wizard Shaz- Shazam does not give the powers to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He, in fact gives those powers to his son his son is the champion of conduct so any till in the movie every time you see him staring at that statue that statue is not him and I even kind of had to think about it myself like that statue looks really skinny like I, I get it you know primitive people wouldn't be able to make things to scale but he does not physically look like the rock why would they not want to incorporate that massiveness into this statue if they were dedicating it to him because the statue isn't the rock the statue is a statue of his son so um, what they what they tell you or what he tells the rock kind of tells you as to why he's so reluctant to be the champion and why he's basically standoffish to the entire situation at hand he feels like he's not worthy because he was his son sacrificed his powers to save his father because when the king found out who who his mother and father was He came and he murdered Dwayne's wife and then basically almost murdered him. Or he's on the brink of death is what they try to insinuate. So the son says, I'm going to sacrifice my powers to save your life. You know, you can be the hero of conduct. You know, you you can save all of us. And just when you think, oh, this is such a sweet moment. That's the moment where the soldiers from the king. they shoot arrows into the into their house and the son is unfortunately murdered he's he's killed and so this is really what sets black adam off this is what kind of is his inciting incident that is the reason why he destroys the king not so much Not so much because he was really trying to do something righteous. Like, in all actuality, he was locked up because his anger was so out of control, so relentless, that the wizards felt like he was too dangerous. He was going to destroy the plant. He was going to destroy not only all of Kondok, but possibly the planet if they had to just let him go free. So, although he does um, kill the king and there is a small explosion or whatever, or kind of some sort of massive attack that happens in the um, palace... Luckily, everyone else in Condock is saved. And at that point, they never see the champion again. He's at at that point, they don't know he's in prison, but he's locked up by the Wizards because they realize he's too powerful. They made a wrong decision. You know, they, they cannot allow this kind of power to get out. And something that my boyfriend pointed out to me, I didn't even notice this. If you pay attention to that scene, he, the character of Black Adam, is killing all the other wizards. So when you watch Shazam, you're like, damn, why is it only one? Why is it just um, Jimon Hansu? Because Jimon Hansu tells you in Shazam that all the other, all the other wizards were killed because of black adam's actions and that's why they were so forced to imprison him and that's why they didn't have a champion they never chose anybody after that because of the because of what was going on basically because of what black adam did and his actions it led to the consequences of the of the great wizard sazam not feeling confident enough that humanity could ever have another quote-unquote champion or another great hero or whatever So yeah, and so um, Black Adam, after he tells the story to Hawkman, because Hawkman is really the one that is trying to tell him, like, you don't have to be this angry, you don't have to just, real heroes do hero things, you just can't be killing everybody all will and nilly, I don't care if they're bad guys, you just can't kill people, and I think that was some of the funniest stuff, him, like, throwing the bad guys, just not having any care to life or humanity, because he doesn't he's a god in his eyes and if you ever played the injustice game and i love injustice i love the first one and the second one i love playing those games i'm really really good as catwoman ask about me so in those games that's how he presents himself and when you go to kondak it's it's kind of set up like a tradition it's like the traditional ancient egypt you know upper egypt kind of atmosphere is what it gives you but he considers himself to be a god so just like namor who protects his own people the people of atlantis in the comic books or just like victor von doom who protects his people in latveria or even you can take it so far as magneto when magneto had um i can't think of the name of his country but he had his own country of just mutants that's kind of how this it that's what it kind of reminds me of that now conduct kind of has their own representative to stand up for them and their own people so again i think that's kind of cool so um where was i at the end of this movie oh so the end of the movie so um once black adam kind of explains to hawkman like oh you know this is why i can't be a hero like i'm i'm gonna self-serve basically my time in prison and they take him, he says the word Shazam, he turns into a regular guy, they lock him up, or they put him in um, kind of like a cryo chamber, and you can clearly tell this is a body double, because this definitely is not The Rock's body, um, and this is the point in the movie where I was confused, I was like, so is the movie over, like, what the hell is going on? But I can tell like with Dr. Fate's character and I haven't talked a lot about Pierce Brosnan, mostly because he really is not in the movie that a lot. He does a lot with the little he's given, though, I will tell you that. And that's why so many people out here are saying, I want a Dr. Fate movie. I want a Dr. Fate movie. You know, like I want a Hawkman movie. The two people that I could do without honestly cyclone and adam smasher quintessa swindle and noah centino and that's no disrespect to them but to be quite honest you could take those two characters out and you can literally put any any fucking character you could possibly think of you could insert them in the movie and it wouldn't make a it wouldn't make a fucking difference like their love story is cute or whatever, and I do like how she talks about how she got her powers and I do like the little Easter egg of Noah being um the nephew of um Henry of the actor Henry Winkle, and I thought that was kind of cool, you know that was nice, but honestly, y'all, I'm telling you it's just oof. to me their their part was so insignificant in the movie you could literally take them out and put anybody else in it um but like I said, I love seeing Viola Davis in the beginning. And I love seeing her at the end where she basically tries to tell Black Adam, like, oh, you think you the only motherfucker with superpowers like this? Watch me call in a favor. You think you the only, pe- you the only person who has? I'll call in a favor from, from outside of planet Earth is basically what she was saying. And I definitely like how she, you know, she was like, guess whose balls are bigger than yours? Mine. To me, that was funny. Um... Oh, okay so the end of the movie so boom so you get, so i'm sorry i'm so all over the place so you get to the end of the movie and like i said it was real confusing when he when they locked him up and this is what i talk. this is what i was trying to talk about earlier when you look into that prison which is basically like the raft except it's in antarctica oh my god all these comparisons to marvel mm. To me, I was like, well, damn, like, y'all don't want to explain. I mean, they don't have time. Like, that's not what the movie is about. So they really don't have time to go into that. But all those other, like, bodies in there, like, and some of them was big as hell. So you could tell, like, she, she probably got them Amanda Waller. She probably got them capturing all kinds of fucking people, all kinds of different species of aliens and monsters and shit. Like, to me, I wanted to know more about, who all is in this in this prison. You know what I mean? Like they could do a they could do a whole movie on just the prison. I want a movie about this prison, this raft prison. I want a movie about Dr. Fate. I definitely want a movie about Hawkman because I love that they made him so overpowered. They put they really put some respect on the hawk people because I feel like if you watch Justice if you watch Justice League the animated series, you may not have had a lot of respect for the hawk people because you know that <laughs> because they're like they, like the Green Lantern Corps, are, like, space police, and that's all they are. It's, like, police and army and military all mixed into one race, and they all just so happen to fly. And to me, I was, like, oh, like, they really put a lot of respect on Hawkman and his powers, the Thanagarian technology. I love seeing, like, the entire ship is made out of Inth metal and, you know, stuff like that. And it's good to have that kind of i liked having that kind of technology technological aspect to it because technically in the comics black adam is magic and the rules of the dc universe is that magical okay people like superman he cannot combat magic very well for whatever reason he can be the strongest person in the he i mean he is the strongest person in the universe in their universe but magic and magic users he cannot defend well against magic so having somebody like Dwayne the rock johnson who is really strong but also has a lot of magical elements he's a very good foil um where was i going with that oh so the end of the movie so when dr fate he basically sacrifices himself which is so sad because it's like damn you make me fall in love with this character that i've barely seen in the movie and then you kill him what but it's fine because without without the help of dr fate black adam can't like come to grips with himself and basically forgive himself for what happened and kind of step into his role as a hero and he says the word shazam he breaks out of prison it's the whole thing he flies back and then he destroys Sabak. and i'm not gonna lie i was telling my boyfriend Sabak was giving me hellboy vibes um to me the cg looked really good on him i i didn't mind um I think the only thing I didn't like. No, I mean I think the fight was really good. Like it, it was you know a traditional third act CGI fight. So I know a lot of people may not like that. And unfortunately, like DC movies, they always drop the ball with the third act. The only, pro, the only one that didn't drop the ball, and you can say what you want. Man of Steel was the only one I feel like that really did not drop the ball on the third act of the movie. But Wonder Woman, the first act, the the first and the second one, the third act is so weak, and I could go on and on about those movies. But they'll get their own review. So Sabak is defeated, and I'm not gonna lie, that it was really badass seeing him take, seeing the Rock take him out like that. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, what else? And I didn't really talk about the Rock's costume, but, and I have to kind of do because I like watching a lot of the behind the scenes and I like watching the actual costume designers talk about the creation and the different materials and kind of what they had to go through to make the suit look as good as it did look and I know that it's a lot to do with CGI but the actors do have to put on an actual suit that can be rendered or whatever in the computer and it looks his suit looks really good I like the intricacy of um, it seemed like there was a lot of writing a lot of traditional conduct writing that was on his arms and his chest and his back and I really do want to figure out what a lot of that says it's it's probably all just like scriptures um from from his culture or from his people so I think that was really interesting um yes I, I feel like Cyclone's outfit was just a cosplay outfit waiting to happen and I feel like I just feel like her and Adam Smasher really they just did not need to be in this movie um hawkman his outfit was incredible i love like i said i love the inf metal i like that they gave him a traditional helmet you know they always say well actors don't want to cover up their face actors don't want to cover up their face i guess you never fucking seen deadpool huh mm. but anyway you've never seen a batman movie what the hell like to me that's stupid when people say well actors they can't act because you know you can't see their face and Bro, I can give you 70 million examples of actors acting their ass off with their face covered or acting their ass off and you can't even see that it's them. You know what I mean per Avatar. We don't need I don't need even I don't need even need to go into the fact that I don't even like that movie, but I can tell you Zoe Saldana and um what's his name because he's in my he's in my favorite remake of those movies um wrath of the titans and oh my god sam whitworth is this yeah or no sam worthington those two actors are completely transformed in the a- avatar movie so i don't want to hear that that's stupid as hell so like i said hawkman's his outfit was really good um cyclone and adam smasher just seem like bad cosplay um Black Adam's outfit, I, incre- I truly enjoyed. Sabak looked really good, even though he was giving me, like I said, a lot of Hellboy vibes with them big ass horns and the red skin. So he looked like a straight up demon from hell. Um, and so, yeah, so that's the movie. Um, so now we gonna get to the post credit scene because that's what I really want. I, I, I did this whole review just so I could talk about the end of the movie. And you know what? I would pay to see the movie again just so I can watch the end credit scene. Because it it just looks that good on the big screen. So, the worst kept rumor in Hollywood. Kind of like with the Spider-Man movie. Whether or not Andrew Garfield and um, Lord, what is that boy's name? Oh my God. What is his name? Oh my God. The first Spider-Man. Tobey Maguire so Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire it's kind of like that you know how they were saying for months and months and months oh the other two Spider-Man aren't in the Spider-Man movie it's just Tom and even it went so far as Andrew Garfield had to go lie and had to lie for several months to say listen y'all I'm not in a movie he had to be fake mad and shit like I just I'm not in the movie like I really want you know y'all should just go support Tom and I'm not in the movie I'm not in the movie (laughs) like Bro, we all seen y'all in the movie. Like, I've seen that shit months before I ever saw the movie. Because somebody leaked that picture online. But anyway. So y'all know The Rock, um, during a lot of his press for this. He was going on damn near every single talk show. And basically was like, yep, Superman's in the movie. Superman's in the movie, y'all. Guess what? Superman's in the movie. Oh, you didn't know? Superman's in the movie. (laughs) So, he literally kind of spoiled the surprise. But it's okay because... I mean, to be quite honest, I feel like, I don't know, like, would, would the movie have done better with word of mouth if, if he hadn't said anything and then people just found out and it was like a happy accident or like a happy surprise? I don't, I don't necessarily think so. I think it was good that they, thinking back on it, I think it's great that he was very adamant, like, Superman is in this movie. He's in the movie. Like, he's in the movie, y'all. Even though it's just that in-credit scene, and it's only one, it's only one in-credit scene from my understanding. Because we, we, st- we did not stay after that. We watched the in-credit scene and then we left. So, um, like I said, basically the scene starts off with Amanda Waller basically saying to Black Adam, like, bro, like, you just can't be out here doing what the fuck you wanna do. Like, the fuck you think this is? And so, he basically says, well, you ain't got nobody strong enough to handle me anyway, sis. (laughs) And Amanda Amanda Wall is like, oh, word? Bet. I'm about to call in my big dog. Okay? I'm about to call in a favor, is basically what she says. And then, you see, coming into the screen, and he's fully shaven. Oh, he looks so good, y'all. I swear to God. I've never seen, I did not grow up on the Christopher Reeves um, Superman movies nor did I watch the other movie, the one that came out right after Superman Returns. I can't remember, y'all, and just correct me if I'm wrong, but I never watched any of those because my Superman is Man of Steel, and I will live and die by that movie. I will plant my flag on that movie because that movie is incredible. I don't give a damn how you feel about Zack Snyder. That's not what we're talking about. I love Henry Cavill. I think that he is an incredible actor. I think that he embodies the childlike wonder that we want Superman to have and I think that he did a great job and I'm just so excited for Superman 2 because this confirmed it and when they do Black Adam 2 which they will do I don't care what y'all say this movie is gonna do well it's gonna do well and they are gonna make a Black Adam 2 and it's gonna have Superman in it and you know what I wouldn't even be surprised if we go see Shazam And there's an end credit scene and the Black Adam, you know, Black Adam's in that. That would just, that would be happy. You know, it'd be a happy accident, happy surprise for me. You know, I'm really excited for for Shazam because I feel like Man of Steel, the first Wonder Woman, if you just don't count that third act and Shazam are probably some of the funnest movies that the like that DCEU has kind of put out the Joker was pure perfection but that's a whole nother story that's kind of like an outlier um because they never expected and and probably didn't want that movie to make a lot of money but it made a lot of money so much so that Joaquin Phoenix got an award um and I like Joaquin Phoenix I think he's a great actor this is Black Adam my bad y'all So, yeah, I think the movie's great. I'm really, really excited for the next one. Um, If I was to encourage people to see it, I would encourage people to go and support this movie because I think it is a good movie. Um, There's lots of, you know, for people to say... You know, there's not enough movies with black people as the lead. Well, you have somebody like Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who identifies as a person of color. You have Sarah Shahini, um, Aldris Hodge, Viola Davis, Muhammad Amir. Muhammad Amir plays um, Sarah Shahini's brother in the movie. Jiman Hansu. I mean, there's plenty of people of color. The only white people in here, I feel like, is Noah Centino, Pierce Brosnan, Jennifer Holland is in this movie. And if y'all watch Peacemaker, she's the white woman that was in peace. Was, she was the one that was like number two to Amanda Waller. Or if you watch the Suicide Squad, she was the one that actually knocked her ass out. I think it was her. Not the black lady. Yeah, it was her. Jennifer Holland. And I can't remember. I think she's dating. She's dating. Um, what's his name that just took over DC? He makes my favorite. He's the director. James Gunn. I love James Gunn. He's such a good director. And I, I will literally, I'll watch anything that man put out. I don't give a damn what it is. He's a, he's a good director. But yeah, I think Jennifer Holland is his girlfriend. All right, y'all. So I'm sorry. I keep getting on this tangent. Like, again, yeah, y'all. This is what happens when you do a show and you ain't got no notes. So did I like Black Panther? Yes, I did. The more I talked about it, I think I'm starting to kind of, have a little bit of nostalgia kind of want to watch the movie again now that I think about it um but the movie's good it is two hours two hours and five minutes um and unfortunately even though we bought our tickets I got tickets for a 6 30 show the fucking movie didn't start until seven o'clock and it was so bad like we got we got there late And my boyfriend, you know, I always get on him because I I like to watch. I know it's corny, but I like to watch the previews because I like watching them on the big screen. I like watching them with the surround sound. I like watching them the way that I I was intended for me to watch it. And he's not a big fan of like he don't have to see the previews like me. So when we got there, (laughs) when we got there, I saw like I still ended up seeing like two, maybe three previews. He in the bathroom at this point, the movie about to start. And I look at my phone right before right before the house lights go real dark and the movie really start. I look at my phone, y'all, it's like seven oh five. This movie was supposed to this movie my I got my ticket and it's, I bought this six thirty show. Movie ain't start till seven oh five. And I said, I'll be damned. But also, I really think what they should do is they really need to put the real start, they need to put like the quote unquote start of the movie, like the, I guess the full show start, but then they need to put the actual start of the movie because... Sometimes people don't, a lot of people like my boyfriend don't want to sit through them damn previews or it'd be so many previews. It just, it completely take you out the movie because it desensitizes you and it, it, it makes it harder for you to focus on the movie because you may be thinking about, damn, that trailer for Wakanda forever was really fucking good. And you 20 minutes into the movie and you don't know what the fuck going on. But again, but I have heard that the reason why... (laughs) I don't know how this is turned into a movie theater review, but I guess the reason why certain theaters are making their trailers or making the um, movie longer or whatever is because... And hear me out, y'all. Because to me, I thought this was stupid until I realized that it makes sense. It's because of the snacks. <laughs> it's because of the snacks and the food and stuff that we be ordering before the movie. So technically... And I don't know how true this is, but to me, it makes sense that the reason why the previews have gotten longer and longer and longer is because the staff has to have more time to cook y'all's food and make our popcorn. Because when I I haven't just gotten popcorn and a drink at a movie in a while, if we don't go get food before, I'm more likely to get food there. And it may be a bur. you know, the movie theater near me is It's a Cinemark, so they have real food there, you know, like I can get a bacon cheeseburger and fries or I can get whatever special they doing, you know, I could get beer, I can get wine. So what I think is happening because movie theaters don't make money on the movies they are in and I it's one of my favorite movie pundits has always said this and it's so true. Movie theaters are not in the business of m- selling movie tickets. Movie theaters are in the candy business, okay? Hear me out. It's because the a movie theater makes a fraction Probably like the money that you spend on one ticket, the movie theater itself only gets like maybe 10 or 20 percent of the money from the actual ticket sales. They get 100 percent of the sales that they make at concessions, which is selling you popcorn, selling you beer, burgers, fries, chicken nuggets, nachos, all that shit. Chips, candy, you know, big ass sodas, the memorabilia. So that's how the movie theater makes its money. The movie theater does not make it's I mean, they will eventually make money from the showing of the movies, but they make most of their money in concessions. That's that's how they pay people. That's how they keep the theater open. The movie, the the studios are having to bid. They have to present the movie to i can't i cannot remember the name of this conference but basically it's a conference that is held every year and all of the movie theater people whether you own a small movie theater or whether you like an amc branch or something a branch or whatever but you all go to this thing and you basically compete to have the movie showing in your theater and how they make money is off of concessions yes they want to have the best movies But at the end of the day, they still need your ass to buy food and drink because that's how they make up the movie on the that's how they make the money on the back end. If the ticket costs ten dollars and I am only making a dollar fifty at minimum off each ticket, that is not I cannot keep my lights up or pay to maintain my equipment and have people and all this other shit. I need to make money on the back end, which is why it's so expensive now to get popcorn and soda and all that other shit. So thank y'all for coming to my movie theater review TED Talk because that's not what this podcast was about. But all in all, Black Adam was a great movie. I had a good time. Um, I definitely would go see it again. And I encourage you guys to see it because it's just a fun time at the movies. If I wanted to go and if I wanted to have an existential intellectual experience at the movie theater, I would go find a movie like that. But I just wanted to have fun. This was my date night I wanted to see a superhero movie that was going to be fun. And that's what I got. So I wasn't I was not not satisfied because now, like I said, now that I've kind of talked it out, I didn't need to have a really strong story. I just wanted the movie to be fun. And that's what it was. That's what it delivered on my expectations of being a fun, exciting, action filled movie. You know what I mean? You can't say I can't say I was bored during the movie, even though it was a little bit long. I really wasn't bored because they always had, as soon as I even got the inkling, like, oh, I'm getting kind of bored. They had a big action scene that drew me back into the movie. So, so yeah, y'all, all that to say, I am, I'm just really excited. I'm really excited and I'm happy because I'm excited because I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I know that more movies are going to be made, hopefully. Superman's back I'm glad that finally The Rock has been able to make this movie put this movie out he executive produced this movie too so he had a lot riding on this movie and this has been a passion project of his and I'm so glad that I was able to support it um I really hope that it doesn't take them as long to make the second (laughs) movie because The Rock is not a young man you know what I mean he's a fit man but he getting up there and I'm sure at some point, like Dave Batista, he's going to be like, damn, I just, I can't keep putting my body through this. Or maybe he can. It's The Rock. But I think he's going to, he, like Hugh Jackman, is going to come to a point where he's like, all right, like I done made, I done made all the movies that I can with this body now. I think I need to ease up. But whatever. So yeah, so yeah y'all, I really hope y'all go see Black Adam. It was fun. I had a good time. Um let me know how y'all feel about this movie. Let me know if you liked it. Have you seen it yet? Do you even plan on going to see it? Because I think this movie will end up on HBO. I don't know when. But yeah, y'all, um go see and support Black Adam. It is out in a theater near you. This is not sponsored. <laughs> but yeah, I hope y'all have um I hope y'all have a good time in the movie. That's it for me. I think I didn't talk your head off enough. It's your girl, Lee. You're listening to Black Girls Love Movies. I'm out.